Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Hey, welcome back to Today's Issues on American Family Radio. I'm Tim with Ed and Steve Jordahl now in studio with us. Good morning, Steve. Hey, good morning, everybody. So <clears throat> I went by the, uh, about 9 o'clock, I got hungry. So I decided to go over here to the convenience no, not the convenience store. It's a chain. I'm not going to mention which chain it is. It's yeah. so, uh, an excellent sausage and egg biscuit. Right. I don't do this every day anymore. Uh, but, you know, a couple of times a week. Yeah. I get a hankering. <laughs> yes. Is that, an, is that a word in the dictionary? Yeah, a hankering. hankering. Get a hankering or a sausage and egg biscuit, and they, and they have good ones. So I drive up to the window. Well, not to the window, to the where, where you hear the voice come out of the right the box. Yeah, <laughs> so it says order. Can we take your order, please? Yes, if you can understand the speaker. Them. If yeah, you can understand them. Why don't you get a And you can always tell, can't you, whether they're having a good day or a bad day? <laughs> huh? Yes. If they say, "May I help take your order, please?" Yes. Welcome to such right. and such. If they say this. What do you want? <laughs> then you know. Then you know. Maybe they're off to a bad start. And my wife will put her hand on me, and she'll say, "Do not anger right. them." Right, right. <laughs> we right. gotta eat their food. Right, because they they're making your food. Yes, and you're not watching them. That's right. So anyway, uh, this is the sign. This is the sign that was on the um, bo- talking box as I got ready to order my biscuit. What does that say, Ed? It says, due to vendor shortage, we are currently out of jelly. Yeah. I had the look you had right there <laughs> as you read it for the first time. And uh, I don't put jelly on my sausage and egg right. biscuit. I think that's immoral. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm not going to judge. I'm not going to, you know, end a friendship over it. Right. But I just, I just think it's something that doesn't behoove a Christian right. to do is put jelly Wrong on, on his, so many levels. Right, and we yeah. could go into that. Yes. Uh, but I just thought, due to vendor shortage, we're currently out of jelly. Uh, the, the, what came to my mind, Steve, was what has happened to my country? <laughs> <laughs> when, when, it, when, when, it, when a, uh, a chain as big as this one is who sells sausage and egg biscuits or biscuits each morning, because of the supply chain, can't get jelly. What what interferes with jelly in a supply chain? Does China know. control that too? I I don't know, but I think you need to start a new movement. Preserve the preserves. <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm telling. Here here's one of the here's you're talking about what's happening to our country. Yeah, and that's a real question because at, around my house, I've told my wife I don't want a drawer full of these packets. Okay, you know, the taco sauce, no, the, I, I'm the with ketchup, you. I'm with the you there, salt, brother. Yeah. the jelly, whatever. Alice, I, my wife, and that was one of the things we agreed on early on in our marriage. It's helped it's the keep little us things, together. Isn't it? But, yeah. So you <laughs> so, said, what? So you I, don't like, I don't want these, uh, a drawer full of packets. Right. Okay, but now yeah, I see signs like that, too, and I'm going, maybe I was wrong. <laughs> maybe the time will come. When I hand a right. packet of ketchup to my wife, and I have a packet, and I say, "That's all we got to eat today." <laughs> it's, it's your first day, it's the first step on the way to becoming a prepper. Yes, <laughs> right. So, Good point, I see Steve. those. I see those signs, and I go, mm, "Maybe I was hasty." <laughs> no, but 
I just I just never, never thought I'd see the day when I, I'd drive up to us. Due to vendor shortage, we are currently out of jelly. Anyway. Uh-huh. All right. Listen, there's something uh, going on. There's something going on. Maybe it's in a boat off the off the coast of Los Angeles yes. waiting to be, you know. Anyway. All right, Steve, what do you got? Oh, well, let me just start with this. I just read this. This is uh, our Homeland Security Secretary. His name is Alejandro Mayorkas. He was speaking yesterday at the Aspen Security Forum. By the way, it's in Aspen. I've been to this place where they do this. It's gorgeous. But I want to read you his quote. <clears throat> Look, the border is secure. We are working to make the border more secure. That's been a historic challenge. Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Why has it been a historic challenge, well, did he say? It's, well, no. I, I, the quote does not, it ends there. But, I'm, I mean, if the border's secure, why do you have, why to, you make have to make it, it more secure? And, you know and how do you make it more secure I don't know. than secure? I don't like saying this. This guy's a liar. That, that is a bald-faced lie. Yeah. Ask the governors of Texas, New Mexico, right. and Arizona if yeah. the border is secure. Right. Exactly. Huh? Right. They'll tell you real quick and, and ask the border control. Here, here, here's here's why he's a liar. Okay. And and like you said, I don't, I don't like, like saying I don't that, like saying that no. either. But but here's here's what he he knows what everybody means when they say we need a secure border. What he means by a secure border is everybody that's coming across, we want them coming across. Okay? So he's not saying the border is secure, meaning no one can cross it illegally. He's saying the border is secure because we want them coming. But he's saying the border is secure in order to deceive people who mean something completely different by the words secure border than he does. Okay, here's what, what's the fellow's name again? Is Alejandro, Alejandro Mayorkas. Yes. And he's what? He's the Secretary of Homeland, Homeland Security. Security. Uh, I just got to shake my head right here. He's a secretary of anything. Right. Huh? Right. Secretary of the library. I would be worried. Yes, he, he would. He'd be in over his head running the local library. So he, he said this. The, 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 here was his quote that we're calling him a liar on. He may be a great neighbor. He may, you know, I, I, I'm sure he's a nice person, but he's lying. He said, look. The border is secure. And then he said this. I thought this was interesting. We are working to make the border more secure. Okay. That sounds like to me it's not secure. Because if you're saying we're working to make it more secure, then you're saying there's something lacking that we need to shore up. You see what I'm saying here? Yeah. So he says, look, the border is secure. We are working to make the border more secure. Well, yeah. no, it's not. Not if you're having to work more to, to make it more secure, then it's not secure. You, you see my point? Right. All right. That, that's, that's this, this, we've talked about that, uh, this issue a lot. Not going to spend much more time on it, except to say when, when, it, when the, somebody at a cabin level, level position, um, this is like, this is, this would be like the secretary of treasury going, you know, inflation is, it's just not happening out there. I don't know what people are talking about. That's, it's the same But thing. we are trying to bring inflation, inflation down, down. <laughs> while, while we're saying it doesn't exist. Right. It's the same thing with this guy, Homeland Security Mayorkas, uh, and he's, he's talking about the border being secure 
while we have unprecedented numbers of people flooding over our border, so much so that the mayor of New York, a liberal Democrat, or the mayor of Washington, D.C., I should say, is complaining because illegal migrants are overflowing her homeless shelters in her city. All right, next story, Steve. All right, this from the good guy with a gun file. Sunday, Greenwood Mall, the Greenwood Park Mall in Greenwood, Indiana, uh, people were in the food court, they were eating, and a guy with a, a gun walks out of the bathroom and starts shooting. He's able to kill four people, but 15 seconds into this barrage, a guy named Eli Dickin pulled out a concealed carry weapon that he was authorized to have, and from 40 yards away, with a handgun, takes down this guy. 15 seconds into this. He was walking with his girlfriend. She called her grandmother. She called on the phone to say, Grandma, I'm okay. Eli pushed me out of the way and told me to get down and stay down. Then he goes and gets the bad guy. Yeah, this guy is not only a hero, he is well-trained. That is, that's phenomenal shooting from 40 yards away. Eight rounds he put into this killer, okay, under pressure. Yeah. That's that's where it. You, this is the real deal. Okay, so there's adrenaline, uh, and so being able to pull that off, uh, and then the courage, just the courage that he showed. Yeah, fifteen seconds. I mean, he could have grabbed his girlfriend and run for it, but instead he put himself in danger because you miss this uh, when you're shooting this guy. He turns his gun on you. Yeah, had he not had uh, his weapon and not shot and killed this uh, guy, this guy was. He was loaded. He was he was ready to murder dozens, if not hundreds, right. if, if he could. Right? Yeah. Did they ever find out uh, what his the, the murderers? He was twenty something years old, was he? Uh, yes. Did they they ever find out any more about him? Nineteen year old Shay Goldman. Nineteen years old. What his uh, motive was? Yeah. You mean? Yeah. I, I, this has happened. This was just yesterday, right? No, so this we was Sunday. What was, was it Sunday or Saturday? so we may we may not find out for a while. I I don't know. No, I'm sorry. That was the grandmother of Elisha Elisha uh, Dickinson. That's Mother's the wrong 19? name. That's not the that's name. That's a that's a young grandmother right there. Nineteen. No, the Shay Goldman was the girlfriend. Oh, okay. Sorry. I still I don't, don't have I the wanna, answer. I still don't have the answer to my question. I don't know the answer to your question. I'm okay. a bad reporter. That is an answer. <laughs> good answer, Steve. But you don't know the answer. But he he does know the answer. But he is working hard to get the yes, answer yes. to your question. Uh, you know when you worry about copycat actions when you see what happened in Texas, Uvalde, at the, where the guy got off. You know this mass murderer who killed all those children in the elementary school. That was such a huge story nationally and internationally that. Uh, you, you worry in the aftermath of that, will you see copycats? Because in a deranged way, somebody who's sick in the head may want to get, say, uh, well, I, I want the same kind of attention that right. that uh, the Uvalde uh, killer got. I mean, that's not. I, I, it seems like that is what's happening. Yeah. That yeah. We, we're these copycats. And, and, and there's, there's been uh, two or three, at least, potential mass murder situations thwarted. Uh, by uh, the actions of private citizens and cops, right? Police officers. 
And that, now that doesn't make the news, but maybe 24 hours and then it's gone because there weren't mass killings. Right. And so, but there, there, a lot of, several of these I've read about in the last month or so have been thwarted. Next story, Steve. 20 year old, uh, Jason, uh, I'm sorry, Jonathan Sapperman. That was the Indiana name. killer. The killer. Yeah. And he was 20, 20 years old. <clears throat> he sat in the bathroom for an hour preparing for this what, thing. It was over what, 15 seconds. What, uh, maybe this is asking the question, answers it, and, we, and then we'll move on. But what possesses a 20-year-old? Again, that maybe that's the answer. But what possesses a 20-year-old to do this to innocent people, and now his life's over at 20 <clears throat> years old? Uh, t- okay, so I've I got a story running today. It's an interesting story. Um, I talked to Alex McFarland. Um, you know the the um, psychologist jo- uh, Jordan Peterson? Yes. Jordan Peterson has a message to the Christian church. He, that's what he put in. That's the title of his uh, podcast, Message to the Christian Church. There's a debate uh, going on, God knows, uh, whether he's a believer or not. He's certainly on the path and close uh, if he's not a believer already. But his message to the church was, church, take care of young men. Teach young men to be men. <clears throat> right. You know, they, they are born. God gave them aggression. He gave them protection. He gave them... Uh, all kinds of these what are now considered toxic masculinity things, but that's God's design for men. Church, you have an opportunity to help men be men, and and what he said is that, that repression of all these male characteristics that you're born with frustrates a guy, and he'll act out. And and Alex and I were contemplating that perhaps this is something that's in common with uh, with a whole lot of these shooters is that they were told as young boys, sit quietly, do your, don't, don't, you know, fight, don't roughhouse, don't be, don't do the male thing. You can't take the man out of the boy. You can't take that out. And and I don't know. I, it's a conjecture it could between be a, Alex could, and I. Could be a contrib, contri- certainly a contributing, might be a contributing uh, factor. Factor. And by the way, to to the point that you and Alex were making in 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 this story. This young man, Elijah Dickin, in Indianapolis, in the mall, or outside of Indianapolis, he did what men, yeah. by nature, are, are usually expected to do. That is, protect people. Right. And he put his own life on the line. Listen, we've got, and it's not just men, of course, in our first responders, but men especially, police, firemen, yeah. okay? The, this young man who... Uh, you know, save these people from the the, the pizza delivery guy right. rushes into a burning building. Listen, that those are God given characteristics yeah. that God gives men to be protective. And again, I'm not saying women can't do those kinds of things. They often do as first responders, but we have evidence of that. What uh, Jordan Peterson was saying, what yeah. you and Alex were saying, uh, on display in our country uh, the last few days. Listen. <clears throat> Uh, I don't know about what all y'all just talked about. I don't know what I think about that. I have to digest it a while, but it's something to consider. I will say this. Um, many people listening to me right now remember a time in our country where uh, boys showed up with shotguns in the back of their truck and went to school all over America because they were hunting or just because showing their new gun to their friends, there wasn't killings like this, random right. mass killings like this. Now, so I think it's just a moral, moral, uh, moral slash mental 
yeah. problem. That's uh, fatherlessness. Is yeah. fatherlessness has contributed enormously. I agree to the problems, not just murdering, but the problems with young males. I mean, it's just unquestionable. Right. But don't you? Yeah. I mean, Ab- absolutely. It would because you know what. To, to Steve's point, when he's having this conversation with Alex McFarland, looking forward to hearing that story, by the way, Steve. Um, fathers help young men channel aggression and frustration and, t- and teach them, this is how you handle, this is how you handle yourself. No, you cannot respond to a, you, you can't talk to me this way, and you're not going to talk to your mother that way. You're going to respect authority. You said something to your teacher. I'm not going to go down there and threaten your teacher with a lawsuit. You're going to be punished when you come home. You do not speak to people. That's old school. That's old school. But but it works. It it does. And if you don't have that in a young man's life, they don't know how they're – you know what they follow? They're going to follow media, media portrayals about what it means to be a man. And what do we have? It's all about – are guns the, and are the gang leaders? They're going to they're going yeah. to get involved in gangs because right. that satisfies their need to be a, a part of something that's masculine in their abuse. and they'll teach and that young man what it means to be a man. By the oh, way, somebody says something to you you don't like at a fast food place, take your gun out and shoot them. That's how you respond. By the way, if you ask Google what positive male characteristics are, they will tell you that men have to be emotionally expressive, have female friends and mentors. Those are two That's of the characters. what Google says? Yes. May I also shout out to um, Wesley Wildman, who has, a, who has a, a program here at AFA called Men of Honor, where he is taking and uh, mentoring young boys and young, teenage boy, young to teenage boys on how to do things that men do. Mow the lawn. He was teaching kids how to mow the lawn the other day when he was out there. Um, but man, that is a, needed... he gets together a team of men that yep. help him with these men of honor yeah. meetings and they teach all kinds of skills, Yeah, changing tires, how to mow the grass, how to fix this, how to do that. Right. Uh, and I and think how to be men, how and, to be men of honor. Yes. How to treat women. Right. Uh, so, uh, and I think I'm pretty sure they were, uh, working on getting a curriculum together yeah. so that churches can do this yeah. all across the country. He must've had a great mom. Yes. Well, he did. <laughs> and a great dad. dad. Yeah. <laughs> I wondered when I if I was going to be included in that. <laughs> I'm not looking for accolades. No, but but they don't hurt. Well done. But, I, but I'm not going to turn them back. Well done. Turn them back in if you can turn <laughs> accolades back in. Next story, Steve. All right. I know you guys talked a little bit about uh, the electric uh, the electric vehicle thing. I wanted to play you a little clip. Pete Buttigieg was in the transportation committee. He's the transportation secretary. He was in the committee hearing, and he was being questioned um, about uh, the the cost of gas and everything. Mm-hmm. And there's a congressman named Carlos Jimenez from Florida, Republican, who is grilling him. And uh, I want you to hear what this conversation sounded like. Um, uh, listen to cut seven. Of course, the more pain we are all experiencing from the high price of gas, the more benefit there is for those who can access electric vehicles. Uh, Well, I had a longer one. Um, What he said, the Jimenez said to him, um, so what you just said then is that the more pain, the better. He says, no, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I said that that the more you help us with the electric vehicle costs and and." 
you know, money, that the the better it is for people. So yeah. anyway, I, I understand. I understand what he's what he's trying to say by uh, saying I didn't say that. He's asking the federal government to help people buy. I'm yep. guessing electric vehicles, yep. but the impetus for that is pain at the pump. Right. So that's a good thing in the minds yeah, it is. of the Biden administration. Well, it was recently Disneyland's 67th anniversary, and uh, they have a tradition at Disneyland. I don't know if in you California. Do this at Disney World, but at Disneyland in California, where <laughs> I've been to numerous times. I love that place. Um, and what they used to do is they used to play a clip from Walt Disney himself on the day that Disneyland opened. Uh, which was ni- July of 1955, and they play this clip, but they were noticing that it was gone this year. There was no clip of Walt Disney. People were a little upset about that, and then we come to find out the Wolksters found out or think that he may have had some racist or anti-Semitic sentiments somewhere in his past. It's arguable, but uh, and you know, because not definitive, he was a good guy by all by most accounts. And but the, he also talked about dreams and ideals and the way that America was created. I want you to hear what this, what they cut out. So it's very short. This is Walt Disney at the opening of Walt Disney World Cut 9. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past. And here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future. Disneyland is dedicated to the ideals, the dreams, and the hard facts that have created America with the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. Thank you. That was, that, that was Walt Disney. That was Walt Disney, his own voice in 1955. So they quit play. They've always played that annually at Disneyland in California, and they stopped. On the anniversary of the opening, yes. Has Disney said why they didn't? Uh, well, the Disney is not talking, that I've seen anyway, but the 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 – what they're thinking is that it has become a controversial because the guy's talking about using, um, you know, uh, the, the guy, hard work, the guys the dreams, Disney. and hard facts about creating America. It's positive to America, so it can't be. Well, I, 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 hopefully Disney will issue a statement setting the record straight there, but it certainly appears that they 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 change well they did change they they've always played this this time of year and they decided yep. not to yeah for 67 straight years yep. i think walt disney would just be spinning out of his grave uh should he would he know what's being what has been done in the name of but you know a, what a, a lot a lot of people from that generation who are no longer with us would be shocked at what's happening in oh, our yeah. country yeah you know uh, yeah. just, just Al, Alice and I were talking about that the other day. We were talking about our, our late grandparents. You know, we're 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 in we're fifty nine, fifty eight now. So our grandparents have since passed in the right. last ten to twenty years. But we were talking about if we could go back and talk to them, if they could come back today and we could talk to them about modern day America. If you were to say to them, "Yeah, yeah, Grandma, uh, now two men can get married," right? They would look at you. Yeah, there are six, like, sixty eight genders. Yeah, they, they would look at you like you were like you had three heads. You're making that up. And if, yeah. and there are Americans who are in office in Congress and in the Senate yeah. who are socialists. Yeah, yeah. So bring back McCarthy. <laughs> I was just going to say, where's McCarthy <laughs> when you need him? Joe McCarthy. <laughs> he was a generation too early, right? Uh, all right, listen, the folks. We hope you have a wonderful rest of your Wednesday. My thanks to Steve and Ed and Fred and Brent and 
Thank you for listening to American Family Radio. So we will be back here in 23 hours, no, 22 hours and 30 minutes from right now. We'll be back with more of today's issues. We'll see you then. Thank you.